this? This is, this is Diversified, Diversified, Diversified game, game, game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. And today, Diversified Game, you guys got a treat. I'm going to show you how to eat, sleep, and travel around the world with my guest, Jermaine Ellis, a YouTuber, a vlogger. I mean, he's kind of that guy, a Bay Area, I believe, representer. And you know, that's what I represent, y'all. Jermaine, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm fantastic, man. I'm having a good day right now. You're having a good day. And and let us know where you're having that good day from today. I am in Bucharest, Romania right now. Wow, wow. So I stumbled upon your videos because I would put in, of course, you know, like the title hashtag black in and you were like in one of the many countries and you were the only one who had a video in this country. I can't tell you which one it is right now because I've gone through so many of your videos at at this point. Um, What got you started with traveling and how many countries just so people know, oh, wow. You know, this is how many countries you've been to. Have you been to so far? So right now I'm at 50, 56 countries. Wow. And my plan is to travel to 100 countries. That's, that's my goal. And it, this, has been a, this has been a journey, man. This has been a long, a long journey. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of ups and downs. It can be hard at times. It can be easy at times. Sometimes I want to go home. Sometimes I want to keep going. But it's um, my goal is to go to 100 countries. So that's what that's what I'm working on right now. Now, is it to do 100 countries back to back? Are you pacing yourself, trying to do it within a lifetime, a year? What, what, how are you doing that? So my plan is I would like to do it within the next two years. I'm definitely not doing it back to back. Um, I have um, I have a, another YouTuber that, that we talk every once in a while. She went to 100 countries in a year. Um, but that, I'm, I'm not trying to do that. Like, some countries I want to spend a whole lot longer time in. Um, and other countries I don't want to spend as much time in. For example, you take a really small country like uh, Singapore. I don't exactly need to spend... I don't exactly need to spend a month in Singapore. But you take a country like... South Africa or Kenya, I would like to spend a little bit longer time in these countries because they're bigger, you know, or a country like India or a country like China. So I'm not trying to do it too fast, but I'm just sort of going with the flow. A lot of these countries in Eastern Europe, I'm not spending a month in Eastern Europe because, you know, the countries are small and it's some countries I find more interesting than other countries. So that's kind of how I judge it. So I'm, I'm guessing I'll, I'll finish this journey in about a year and a half to two years. Okay. And, and it's great that you're, you know, so flexible. After watching one of your videos, 
I mean, you do your style of video that you're not copying anyone. Um, and I think I related to it because one, I said, man, is that my cousin traveling? And and where is he at? And, and how many places? I love to travel myself. And I've been to like 15 countries. But the way that you do it, it's not extremely highly edited. You're just showing us your day, talking about a subject that you're going through, you know, and, and I love the authenticity. I mean, it's just like you're not putting on. You're doing you, living your best life. And, and, and people can ask, like, what do you mean? You're tackling issues like when you say go to Africa and the flack that you get for saying I'm going to Africa versus the flack that I'm going to Europe. And I was like, my goodness, man, the brother can't even travel in peace. <laughs> you know, without the haters and trying to, someone trying to correct you. Do you, do you feel that your channel um, gets black because you're black on some of the things that you say? Um, yeah. So, okay. One thing, one thing I've noticed about being black and being a YouTuber, when I told people that I wanted to travel to a hundred countries, a lot of people are really excited, but some people are like, you should go to the continent. You should go to Africa. You should, you should travel around Africa. And I look at this, and my plan was to go to 100 countries, not to go to 100 African countries. Well, there's not 100 African countries, but my plan was to go to 100 countries. And I look at this like a test, okay? So let's say you have a test in school. You have 100 questions on the test, right? The easiest thing to do is to answer the easiest questions first and leave the hardest questions for last, right? <laughs> so this is what this is what I'm doing with with traveling. That's this is why I'm in Eastern Europe now because there's a lot of small countries that I can knock out pretty fast. Now, when I left South Africa, because on this trip I went to South Africa, I went to Namibia and Botswana, back to South Africa, then I went over to Dubai and then went from Dubai to Turkey, Turkey to Ukraine, Ukraine to uh, um, Moldova, Moldova to Romania. But after, when I left South Africa, I was just going to go to India for a month. And then I was going to go to Sri Lanka for a month. And the reason why I ended up counseling India and Sri Lanka, because they had that big shooting in Sri Lanka and they, they blocked the internet in Sri Lanka for a, a number of days. And I figured this out because I had a YouTube subscriber in Sri Lanka that told me, and I also need a visa for both Sri Lanka and India. So I, you know, I thought, Let's just go to Eastern Europe because it's cheaper um, and I can knock out more countries in a short amount of time. So when I get ready to go back to the U.S., hopefully I'm at 65 countries instead of spending two months in India and Sri Lanka and just traveling to less countries and just spending more time. So I do get a lot of slack. I do get a lot of not slack, but I do get a lot of um, negative feedback for not going to African countries. The thing, what a lot of people don't know about African countries is with an American passport, we need a lot of visas in certain places. Not everywhere, but in certain places we need visas and we need vaccinations. And another problem with Africa is Africa requires more time. I'm not going to go to Kenya and stay for a week, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to have to stay longer because if I have to pay for a visa to go to Kenya, if I have to pay for shots to go to Kenya, or I... You know, once I get the shots, they're good for 10 years. But if I go there, I want to stay for at least three weeks to a month. So I kind of have to plan my timing out right. 
you know on this trip i spent a month in south africa but i, I just love south africa it's my favorite country in the world it's just it's very developed there's a lot of crime that goes on there things are really cheap it reminds me a lot of california south africa is my favorite place in the world and yeah i I, yeah, I do get a lot of drama from not going to, not spending all my time in the continent, but I want to travel around the globe and not spend all my time on the continent. Wow. Yeah. And, and you know, when Jermaine, when he booked this interview, people, he had no idea, um, you know, who I was. He was just like, yeah, I'll do an interview, which is way cool. But Jermaine, just so I overshare and, I, and I'm letting you know, you know, this podcast is a business podcast. We're PR folks, we're marketers, we're social media, whatever, consultants, but we represent various YouTubers. And what I find is with black YouTubers, one, you get more threats, you get more criticism, and a, 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 much of that comes from our own, um, you know, and people trying to school us on something while they're sitting at home uh, watching. You know, we, we've shot movies out in Africa with, and people still have something to say, being at the African Union. And it's like, you know, with the, the white YouTubers, I'm like, the, sa- the emails aren't the same. You know, no, um, not. <laughs> you know, well, I've, I've never for one of our um, non-black YouTubers had to contact the FBI because of a uh, stalker or, you know, serious threats or anything. And it, it, it's just crazy what you have to go through. And a lot of times it's dealing with our own people trying to tell us, you know, trying to school us while they're watching from home. Um People are hearing all these countries you're being you've gone to, and they're probably going to say, "Wow, how rich is he?" Um, tell people because that's one thing that I I found out you like a minimalist, and you know you're not out there you know doing um, first class flights, and, you know. I, and so tell us how do you make your money and you know survive while on the road. Okay, so mainly the, the, the biggest thing I, I do is um, I do a lot of things with social media. Like last year, I, like I took five trips and I, I would stay in the U.S. for about a month and then I would leave again. So the last time I was there, I actually stayed on a friend's couch and I paid him $1,000 a month to stay on his couch for the one month. And that sounds like a lot of money to most parts of the US, like $1,000 a month to stay on someone's couch. But in San Francisco, believe it or not, that's actually that's actually really cheap because that's just how expensive San Francisco is. Like, So that's one thing I do is like find a friend, crash on his couch, and my friend will be like, yo, awesome, because I can definitely use a thousand bucks. And I'm usually gone all day. I'll wake up at seven in the morning and I don't come back till 11 at night. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, my friend's like, great, like, you should, you should come and stay, stay for four or five months, you know? Yeah. So that's, one, that's one thing I do. I, I, I stay in Airbnbs every now and then, but the thing about Airbnbs, I would just rather give the money to someone I know versus to give the money to someone that I don't, you know? And someone I know, I, I'm going to trust them more. They're going to trust me more. I'm, I'm helping them out. They're helping me out. So I would rather, you know, stay with someone I know. I just don't have any family in San Francisco because I'm originally from Tennessee. 
and in Tennessee, I I just don't have the same money making opportunities like I do in San Francisco. Yeah, no, unless you do country music or, or something, or, you know, <laughs> it's, it's you know, because Tennessee, I mean, you know, you go through the airport and you're always seeing somebody in Nashville, especially like playing some music. You're like, wow, but um, you know, the minimum wage is still, um, you know, to me, not an affordable wage um, in parts like that. And I don't care when it does, you know, fifteen dollar minimum wage still for you know, people, that's, that's hard to live off. America is expensive. And you're talking about San Francisco. San Francisco is like Seattle, where, um, you know, if you go into a place and they tell you it's $6,300 for a two-bedroom downtown, they say it with a straight face. So I, I totally, I get it, um, you know, because $2,400 is supposed to be a deal in a place like this. And um, reason why I'm not really the biggest fan of the West Coast for young people trying to start off, unless you have, you know, some type of plan. But, you know, you spoke about, you know, the uh, Google ads and, you know, things going down on YouTube. And this is something that hit everybody hard during the apocalypse and why, you know, every YouTuber we represented, it was like, well, if you didn't want to do Patreon before, now you have to because um, we have a premium price and we need to get paid. And you need to do this because you also need to get paid because YouTube is tripping at the moment. Um, and so, you know, I, 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 I find it honorable that you don't ask for money, but, um, Patreon sometimes is a place for people just to support because they want to, you know, they ask you so many questions and they want to support you, but, um, are you, are, have you looked into avenues like anchor.fm? What's I'm unfamiliar. What's anchor.fm? Anchor.fm, and this is not a plug, but it's a plug, but we don't get paid from Anchor. I just want to make it clear, but our podcast, our main distribution is through Anchor, and the reason why folks are loving Anchor is because you get paid today if, you know, for views, you can track your your listenership, um, you can add everything that you put on YouTube, you know, and, and when you rant and, you know, you're just talking to the people, but um, you, it, it's, you don't have to have a minimum, unlike, you know, YouTube and other podcast platforms. And I'll send you a link because what we're finding for our YouTubers is the CPM is double YouTube. Um, the CPM, you know, the start can be a minimum $10.00. But we're seeing that it's higher at 15. And once you get good on Anchor, and, and I'm talking in less than two months, people are seeing uh, $25 and $31 and up CPM, which just helps add to the more money, more money. And we all need it, especially in America when it's going to be more tax, more tax. But um, <laughs> I, I'm going to send that to you just because I love what you are doing. And uh, with unity, we all win is my, my, my hashtag. And, I, 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 you know, the more money you do, the, the more everything that comes about. But um, what about a book? Have you started jotting a book down on your travels? So I actually started to write a book about the sharing economy and how I got involved with Uber and how I got involved with YouTube. I haven't exactly finished it, 
I was in, um, when I was in Ukraine, I stayed at this Airbnb and I was pretty much all alone in this, this neighborhood. And I, I got a lot of stuff done when I was there. It, it was, um, it, it was a really good time for me because I, I wasn't around a lot of people. Cause right now I'm standing at this hostel. I'm around a whole bunch of people. I'm having a blast. But when I was at this Airbnb, it was a quiet and I was able to really, you know, start to write. And it, it's something, um, I'm going to finish the sharing economy book first. And then after the sharing economy book, I'm going to work on the travel book. And yeah, this is something I, um, I definitely will make because there has been a lot of crazy things that have happened around the world that I haven't exactly shared like on, in YouTube, on YouTube videos and stuff like that. So yeah, this is something I'm, I'm working on, but me, I'm, I'm a really good speaker, but when it comes to writing, I'm a horrible writer. <laughs> so it's just, it just, it takes me a lot longer than the average person. So yeah, I am working on the, the first book. And once I finish the first book, I'll work on a travel book. And I'm also working on a travel course to teach people how to travel like solo and give them like more in detail tips and, you know, tricks and tips and things to do and things not to do. That's another thing I'm working on. But but writing a book and also creating a course is very time consuming, especially when I'm going from country to country. So what I'm going to have to do is stop in one country and like hang out for like a month and then knock out both of them and then and then continue traveling. So that's what I think I'll have to do coming up soon. OK, OK, that that makes sense. And in and, and stopping, you know, I find writing on the airplane is when I'm not sleeping or drinking um, on the airplane, writing on the airplane, you know, sometimes you got 18 plus hours to do that. And, and I, and I, I love that we, we have a, um, publishing company and I love when I see everyone, you know, doing their thing. And I advise everyone to get their own publishing company because control everything that you put out as much as possible. You know, sometimes people don't have time and some folks are too big to do that because they can, you know, think, oh, I'll get a 13000 or a $30,000 bonus. But when it's all said and done, um, it, it's not, you know, what was thirteen or 30000 when you're talking about a lifetime of sales, especially if your book has potential to sell. Um, so, you know, I, I can't wait. And, and I hope when you do have that done, you come back because I, I can see others, uh, especially clients of ours, wanting to talk with you about your travels. And, and it's it's amazing what you're doing. And it and it takes courage to do what you're doing and, and that you're, you're, you're not scared, um, you know, because there are many people. We're taking a trip to Kenya. We're bringing 20 plus people. And I will definitely send you some information um, if you ever wanted to travel with your audience, I have a way for you to do it um, for free by using your platform. And one, a couple people on this trip to Kenya uh, that we're taking in October, people called and said, hey, there was an airplane crash, but we said, we're not taking a 737, you know, and now all 737s are banned at this moment, right? And then one person called and said, hey, there was a cyclone in um mozambique and malawi yeah but we're going to kenya different country mumbasa <laughs> and, and they're like oh same thing no it's not the same thing but, hundreds of miles away <laughs> yeah but 
it just shows you how scared and I'm talking about, you know, uh, this is an American problem of, you know, being worried and you only got, you know, this one life to live. And, 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 and many people would ask you, you know, do you ever get lonely traveling? You know, does that ever happen? Yes. This is something that happens. Um, but believe it or not, it happens less than you think. Because I, I typically always meet people. Put it like this: when when I was in my when I was in Africa, I went when I was in Botswana, Namibia, in South Africa. These two months were like the loneliest two months that that I've had in a very long time, a very long time. Um, I spent more than a month in Cape Town, and when I went back to Namibia, I was going to meet up with some locals, but you know. This guy, his job needed him longer than he thought. And I, I really spent a lot of time alone. And, you know, a lot of people think that, yeah, you're black, you're in Africa, you should never be alone. But the, re- the harsh reality of it is, yeah, there are black people, but they don't necessarily, we don't necessarily relate on the same things. You know, when I'm back in the U.S., if I go ask a random black person, do you know how to crochet hair? Chances are they don't know how to do it. But when I'm in Africa, if I go ask a random person, you know how to crochet hair, they, they, almost everyone knows how to do it. Like, we, we live in different worlds. And sometimes when, when you have an American passport, sometimes there, I don't want to say this, but sometimes there can be somewhat of a jealousy thing. Like, when I was crossing the border from Botswana to Namibia, you know, it was like, they gave me a hard time just because I had an American passport. And the people on the bus, the other Africans on the bus was telling me, yeah, they just gave you a hard time because you have an American passport. And I remember throughout my time there, I, I felt really lonely a lot of times because usually when I travel, I meet, I meet other travelers because other travelers have other experiences. And my experiences influence them. Their, their experiences influence me. So when I'm in a place and, you know, you know people... Like, like, I don't know. I, I just got really lonely there. I was, I spent a month in Cape Town and I was working on a, a handful of projects. So that was great that I wasn't hanging out with people, but I got really lonely in Cape Town and it was so beautiful. Every day was so beautiful. I mean, anything I wanted, I could, I could get in Cape Town. Um, I knew exactly, I knew I had mad connections in Cape Town. I would go to the same restaurants every day and people knew exactly what I wanted to order. Like people just took care of me. I remember I went to this this place and they made me pants. You know, people take care of you, but I, I still got very lonely there. Um, and now, since I'm here in in Romania, I haven't been lonely at all because I've, I've just been with other travelers and we're sharing that other experience. So, yes, times I do get lonely, but I, I get very lonely in San Francisco. I feel like I get even more lonely in San Francisco than I do anywhere else traveling. Anywhere else traveling, even my past trip to Africa. And so, yes, I do get lonely, but a lot of times I just, I'll do live streams. I'll talk to my subscribers. I'll, I'll read comments and I'll make a video, you know, based off of comments and based off something that people are talking about. So I figure out creative ways to keep me going, but it it happens, but it actually happens less than you think. Wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, them giving you a hard time in Africa. Sometimes we say, you know, that, you know, $20 can solve a lot <laughs> in Africa. Um, and, and here you go, you know, especially when, um, 
you know, depending if how you're crossing over, because we know that it's not a bribe. Uh, it, the Nigerians would say it's just appreciational, just appreciation. And I don't mind um, giving appreciation because that's like a toll kind of um, as I see it. But, um, you know, that's that's interesting. And, and that loneliness, you ever feel like your audience is sometimes, you know, you're in a relationship with your audience. Like, Hey, I need something to vent out. So I'm going to use my audience and I know they're going to give me some feedback. I am totally in a deep relationship with my audience. Um, like, like my, I, I really have no dating life. Like I really don't care much about dating. Like I, I'm, I'm, I get more dopamine off of social media than I do probably anything else. <laughs> You know, reading the comments and seeing how people react. Like, that's that's my relationship. It's kind of weird, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and that's, you know, that that's, a, hey, you're having the, the, the safest relationship. And um, it, it's, it's, get, benefit, <laughs> it's benefiting. Can't get, can't, can't get pregnant, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 d- definitely. And, and you don't have to worry about a hashtag and, you know, um, that that's you know the the biggest thing someone saying something you know years later that that you did now i know you say you don't ask for money but do the audience do they ever say hey come here i'll pay for it so i have a lot of people that say you know come oh my gosh so many people probably i get more attention from the uk more people from the uk that say come stay with me than any other country. Well, also Israel, too. There is a lot of Israelis that freaking love me. I went to Israel, like, last year. I was going to go for a week, end up staying for a month. Israel quickly became my favorite country because I, I just fell in love. The first night I was there, I was sitting on the beach. I met this guy. Like, I was smoking an e-cigarette. I met this guy sitting next to me. He invited me to go over to this bar. I met this another American guy. This guy was from Canada. I met this American guy. And then a couple days later, we hung out and he said, yo, you want to come stay with me and my wife? We have a house. Come to find out this guy lived in Canada. He was a hip hop producer and he was a lawyer. So the people that he was fighting for, he would turn around and give them money and they would produce hip hop music. And we're riding in the car. And this is like this is a like a white guy in his sixties, fifties, fifties, sixties, right? We're riding in the car and he's listening to the hardest gangster rap music. And I'm just like, what am I doing? And he literally drove me to Jerusalem, took me to the best restaurants, drove me to Nazareth, drove me to Haifa. Him and I, we went down to Beresheva, we went down to he just gave me the whole the whole the whole breakdown. And I remember like he he paid for everything. He did not let me pay for anything. And I got, I stayed at his house, uh, him and his wife, we all went out wine tasting. He didn't drink. So I'm there getting wasted with his wife. It was just incredible. Like, it, I love it. Like, it happens every once in a while. But a lot of people from Israel, a lot of people from the UK always try to get me to come back. Well, that, now that that's that almost seems like you might have a, a service there where, you know, how like in Asia, they'll hire an American to sit with them at the club. And, you know, so they look popular, which is just kind of a, a crazy thing. But I get it because I think Americans would do the same if there was a service like that. Um, but have you 
have you looked into the you know uh, being a public speaker because you're 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 unique your story is unique and you would deliver a message like you know no other but have you tapped into the public speaking um aspect of things well i you know like i just recently i had a, a interview with a radio station in johannesburg and that was pretty much my first pretty much my first like speaking where someone called me and they're like hey we want to put you on air we want to talk talk about a couple things with you and then you called so i guess well you didn't call but you messaged me so i guess um this is something i could definitely look at in the future when i when i get back to the u.s maybe i'll try to contact some some news stations or um some radio stations and try or even possibly schools um i actually um a few people wanted me to talk at a school in Israel, but I'm just not like, so the thing about Israel, they have this thing called rocket season, this time of the year when they fire missiles into Israel. So I don't want to go during that time. And that's when they invited me to go. And I'm, I want to go somewhere else. So this is something that I can look at in the future, um, doing public speaking, but I have had a few offers Okay. Okay. Well, I, I definitely, I just sent you a International, which we recommend everybody and we mean everybody to, to go do um, no matter, you know, how much you speak, but Toastmasters is one of those things where the greatest from Les Brown, Tony Robbins, all those people, this is, you know, things that they support. They've been a part of be, because I, I could see, I mean, you're, the resume alone, yeah, many of folks, schools, a lot of folks, you know, hey, we got a, a thousand, five thousand, whatever check for you once you get established and say this is what you're doing. Because all you're doing is traveling and people want to hear these stories, uh, you know, from San Francisco to, to Tennessee um, and beyond. Do you ever feel uh, when you leave America that, and this is this is just from the book of Kellen. I get that there's this baggage that comes off of me when I leave, especially going to Europe. But I get the same type of feeling anywhere I go. I mean, I could go to Mexico. I could go anywhere, um, South Africa, anywhere, Cameroon. But it's like a baggage where I'm not a burden to the society. I'm just a crazy American traveler. Is there any type of feeling you get leaving? Um, yes, yes, and yes. This is one thing, this is one reason why I love leaving the U.S. so much. It seems, it seems, it seems like as soon as I go through the security x-ray in the airport in the U.S., as soon as I leave, as soon as I go through TSA, it, it, you're in the international terminal. If, if it's an international flight that you're on, as soon as you go through TSA, you're no longer, technically you're no longer in the U.S., you're in the international zone. I notice a difference immediately. When, once I go through TSA, I notice a difference. Um, it's more like I, I take a deep breath and my breaths are different after that. It, I, I can't exactly explain it, but it feels like baggage is, is like taken off. It feels like I feel free. Um, it, it's very difficult to explain. And this is something I really haven't talked about online, but yes. I can go anywhere outside of this country and I feel different. And I, what I, what I believe it is, is I believe the media is different outside the country and by the media being different outside the country, I'm looked at differently. 
Okay. When I'm in the U.S., I'm looked at as a black man. Okay. But when I'm outside the U.S., I'm still black, but I'm looked at as more of an American more than black. Yes, I'm still black, but I'm looked at more of an American. And that makes a really big difference. And yes, I can totally agree with you. Okay. And we're not the, we're not the only ones who feel that when I take people, you know, for the first time or they have their trip, they, they, you know, without me saying anything, they can, they say it's different. And I say, then why do we keep coming back? I have um, investment and my wife is from Cameroon. We we have plans to be there in the, the future, at least six months on, six months off. Because even in a place that maybe not as developed, but, you know, when you have less sometimes, I feel, you have more. Because you're not worried about, do I have the latest phone or, you know, and is my is the 5G here? You know, you're not worried about certain things when you're places. You're really enjoying the essence of life. You know, the food, or the organic food and, and the taste and the touch of, of people. So I know we're not aliens in that. And if we are, I don't mind being on that planet because <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable. And, and even like when you talked about being in you know, the radio station, when I went to Joburg for the first time, I got to meet with the biggest DJ at the time, and I it was through like you know a MySpace. I um, you know I, I get Google AdSense, which it seems like to me it drops every month. You know I make less and less money with Google AdSense, and I you know I promote and I make videos all the time, so that seems like it's dropping. I also um make I I, I make money from Uber referrals. So before I started traveling, I was um I was an Uber driver. And I would make content talking about Uber, promoting Uber. And Uber would um, pay referrals, driver referrals. So this was a pretty nice, um, this is a pretty nice revenue stream that, that I have. I also talk about a handful of different investing apps on my channel. And when people sign up for different apps, I make, you know, a you know, $5 commission, $10 commission, $20 commission. It really depends on the app. So... I'm really big into affiliate marketing. I don't, one thing I don't do is I don't ask for donations. Um, it's one thing it, a lot of YouTubers do. Um, I also don't have a Patreon because I feel like a Patreon is sort of asking for donations. A lot of this, I pretty much just, just pay out of my pocket. Um, and it's not a lot of money, believe it or not. Last year, I took 35 flights and it cost less than $6,000. Wow. And and a lot of people will say, really? That it only costs $600? Now, I will have to say um, that there is a little exception to that. By me living in the Bay Area, San Francisco, there are a lot of budget airlines that fly. Well, let me take that back. There's only about two budget airlines. I don't want to say a lot, but you can get a lot of good deals leaving from San Francisco. There is a guy that I've um, started to follow. He's, he's named the points guy on Facebook. If you want to find cheap flights, follow the points guy on Facebook. He posts um, really cheap flights. And they're not all from the Bay Area. They're from all over the U.S. But he'll post cheap flights um, from, from different airlines. And I have booked a lot of flights. So in January, I went from, I went from San Francisco to Switzerland, round trip, for $237. And I saw 
this post that the points guy posted and I literally went went to the website and just booked the flight immediately. Um, earlier this year, I went to Australia for about $600 round trip. And the points guy posted it. I went online, looked. I saw, wow, round trip. I went to Australia, stayed for a whole month. It cost $600. Um, so the, I follow the points guy, and I also use um, budget airlines. So a budget airline, um, uh, one budget airline I use is Norwegian Air. You can literally find round trip flights from from the west coast of um, Los Angeles and the Bay Area for less than three hundred and fifty dollars. Now the trick with Norwegian Airlines is, if you want to check a bag, they charge you more. If you want to pick your seat, they charge you more. And if you want food on the flight, they charge you more. But me, I typically travel with one backpack, with an exception to this trip because I've bought so much stuff on this trip. <laughs> So I'm probably going to have two backpacks going back. And I don't really care about food because I'm vegan. And most of the food that's, that's on an airplane is the same thing that you would find in the grocery store in the frozen food section. So I'm not really jumping up and down for the food. And I don't really care about a seat. Um, as much as I travel, I don't care if they stick me in the middle seat. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And usually, I never get a middle seat. I usually always get a window seat or an aisle seat or a seat that I want. So that's not that big of a deal to me. So that's one way I sort of find cheap flights. And this is one way I'm able to constantly go back and forth to the U.S. Because last year I took like five big international trips. And a lot of my friends were, were wondering, like, how can you afford this? And I'm like, yo, the flights are only like $150 one way from Europe to the West Coast. <laughs> so it's super cheap. You've beat my deal, the best deal, and I live in Seattle right now, but the best deal from Europe to San Francisco I've ever gotten round trip was like $525, I'll never forget, and it was over a decade ago. So you you beat my, my deal, and I'm going to tell people your story next time and say, man, you think that's something, because that's, that, that's amazing. Um, but there's a, there's a courage in you that, you know, you're a full-time entrepreneur and affiliate marketing. Um, there's a courage to say, I'm going to travel and I'm going to be somewhere and I don't have a guaranteed check. And so a lot of times I think about the young person who wants to get out there and start traveling. Would you recommend they have a certain amount of money before they make one of these trips and, you know, return back home? Uh, broke, homeless, or busted and disgusted, uh, you know, is there a dollar amount that they should have? Okay, so this is, um, you know, honestly, my situation is a little bit, my situation is a little bit different. Um, okay, I live in San Francisco, but I actually don't exactly live there because I don't have an apartment, okay? And a lot of, when I'm back in the U.S., when I'm back in San Francisco, I usually drive for Uber or I deliver food for Caviar or I work for TaskRabbit. And these are, these are apps, so I can leave and come back and just cut the app on and make money. And I don't know if you're aware, but San Francisco is, is actually more expensive than New York. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. rents are more expensive, but it's also very easy to make money in San Francisco. So what I, what I usually do, the last time I was back, I stayed for about a month. And I literally worked like every day. I worked 30 days in a row. And I made like $8,000. Wow. 
working 30 days. Right. I, I, don't, I don't have a college degree, okay? <laughs> like, I, I didn't graduate from Harvard. Like, literally, I, I made like $8,000. And then I just took off to travel. So I don't know when I'm going to go. I don't know when I'm going back to the U.S. I've already been on this trip for about 80 days. And I am, I, I mean, I'm kind of floating. But if someone would like to travel, if they would like to go on like a month-long trip or a three-month three trip or a six-month trip, what I would recommend them, them to do is if they can, if you live in a place like, you know, San Francisco or New York and you're paying rent, if you can, see if you can sublease your apartment. Because one reason why I feel that Americans have a very hard time with traveling is because Americans have cars and Americans have houses. With a lot of my European friends I meet, a lot of them live at home and a lot of them don't own cars. So the only thing they need to do is make money, make enough money to travel. And then when they leave, they can travel for a couple months and they can come back. They're going to stay at their parents' house and they don't have a car payment. They don't have to pay rent. So it's very easy for them. But people in the U.S., um, a lot of young kids, they move out right at 18. So when they move out at 18, they get a car. They have to pay car insurance. They get an apartment. They have to pay for an apartment. So it's very difficult for a lot of Americans to travel for three months, for six months at a time because just how our country is set up. So what I would do is, is recommend to people, like, if you can, see if you can sublease your place. Airbnb can be an option, but Airbnb is... It, you know, in some places it's illegal. Um, if you have a car, if you can, if it's paid off, it's going to be a little bit easier to, to travel because now you can be gone for two months and you don't have to make a car payment and you don't have to pay insurance. Maybe you do have to pay insurance, but if your car is paid off, usually insurance is cheaper and a lot of people pay insurance every six months. So if you're traveling, it, it, it's a little bit easier to do. So that's one thing I would recommend. How much money people should take with them it really depends on where you where you where you're traveling to. If you're traveling to a place like Western Europe, countries like France or London, they're going to be more expensive than if you're traveling to Thailand or Indonesia or um, uh, Western Europe. I don't just recommend Western Europe for your first time backpack traveler because. Western Europe is a wild place. No, not Western Europe. I'm sorry, Eastern Europe. Because Eastern Europe is a is a wild place. Like I, out of all the places I've been to in the world, I Eastern Europe is just. I've never ever have been scratching my head trying to figure out what's going on. Like it, it's a very weird place. But anyway, what I would recommend to people do is, um, you know, if you if you want to stay gone for three months, you you'll probably need five thousand dollars, six thousand dollars. If you want to go to Southeast Asia, you can get by with three thousand dollars. A lot of times, I try to I try to spend less than a thousand dollars a month when I'm traveling. Um, but if I'm in more expensive countries like Switzerland or the UK, I'm going to spend more because things cost more. Um, right now in Romania, I just got a beer for about about a dollar. If I was in the UK, the same beer would be about five dollars at the same place um i'm staying at a at a hostel here and this hostel is about 13 dollars, about 12 dollars a night and in the uk the hostel may be 30 dollars a night so it really depends on where you're going and there's there's always ways to save money when you're traveling 
last night I met some some travelers at a hostel and we all took the train down from um, Moldova to Romania and we all shared a sleeping car on the train and we all paid about $22 each. So not only did we have a place to stay for the night, we also traveled from one country to the next. So now I'm in another country and it only costs $22. Now, if you're traveling on a train in Switzerland, you may pay $22 and be on the train for 15 minutes. <laughs> so different places are gonna, gonna vary greatly. And have you ever, you know, been somewhere and, and been in fear like, whoa, I'm running out of money? Because I could imagine someone watching or listening right now and saying, okay, I get somewhere. What happens if I run out of money? And I know it's happened to me, but I had money in my bank account where I told my banker, um, I need $2,500 more. And I'll tell you if I need more because I was taking out it of like a CD account that had just matured, right? So have you has that ever happened to you? And what have you done if so? Well, um, you know, stuff like that happens every now and then. So I, I was in South Africa in November and I got to talking to this American guy who was, he, he left South Africa and he was um, staying in, he left uh, the US and he was going to stay in South Africa. We got into this long debate about politics and I literally, I haven't told anyone this, but I literally sold about $3,000 worth of Apple shares. And I took my credit card and I bought two ounces of gold <laughs> in South Africa. Because I just wanted, after talking to him, I just wanted some gold just in case. So one thing that I do if I need money, I can sell shares. I can pull from another account. Um, I usually travel with a money belt. And with a, I always recommend people to travel with a money belt. Because with a money belt, it's a belt that looks like a normal belt. You can, it has a zipper on the inside. I can put about $3,000 in this belt with, with $100 bills, like stick about $30, $100 bills in the belt. Um, so there's, um, that, that's one thing I do just in case. Um, also Bitcoin, let's say I get robbed for everything and I can't buy, like I don't have a credit card, I don't have a phone, I don't have anything. Well, I can figure out, um, I can go and get on a computer and get some Bitcoin and sell Bitcoin to someone if I'm in a country. So me, I, I, I'm more of an experienced traveler. You know, I don't think your, your average traveler are going to go through some of the stream, extremes that I do. But I have multiple ways to fall back if something happens in a foreign country. Well, they need to take notes because you, you've done it so often and a lot of times you know we know that it's still like 70 percent of americans they say don't even have a passport which is just even crazy because um i think everybody my my little i have a nine-year-old and a and a five-year-old and they've all had passports since they were six months old but we like to travel like that um and i and it's that's a crazy thing but as you guys hear you need to have a plan a b and c uh, and, and and I say that, and I and I thank you for being transparent because I don't want people to think, oh, you're special, and I can't do it. And it's like, you know, personally, I I didn't have anybody fund any trips, and I see the way you're traveling, and you know, you're you're being responsible, but you're not holding um, 
the expenses of you say you don't have an apartment in San Francisco. So when you when you go to San Francisco, is it family and friends that you stay with? Or are you still just kind of living like you're always traveling, staying in um, an Airbnb or a hostel that will take an American? Because that in itself can be a challenge sometimes. Okay, so when I come back, because usually connect and I was able to just walk in because, you know, that oh, an American's here. Okay, so I call it American privilege that we can walk into d- different avenues where when when was the last time Chewy Gomez or anybody from 106 KMEL called you when you're in San Francisco? It, it, it probably hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. And there is this thing called American privilege. I don't really like to talk about it too much because I I know a lot of my subscribers are from outside the U.S., but there is this thing called American privilege. Like, I've gotten to some situations in different countries that I I definitely regret, but it, it, it just because I have an American passport, they just, just let me just go. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it... Yeah, there is this thing called American privilege, which it sort it does exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and you're just a crazy American. I watched that video where you were talking about you know you got caught and in trouble. Um, oh, for in, the, in Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened was um, I was in Italy and I was at this train station, and I, I should have been a little bit smarter about this because I noticed throughout Italy that they. There's a lot of African immigrants and they're everywhere. And you can't tell me from an African immigrant. Like, I'm just another young black black man. So I, I could be from Africa, too. And I got off this train station and I had some I had some weed in my backpack. It was, what, like less than two joints. And as soon as I walked up, they just pulled me off to the side like they did multiple times before. And I said, what do you have? What do you have? And they literally unzipped my backpack. And the first thing they pulled out was 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 the weed and they um you know they they kept me for like five minutes and then they i kept hearing them say american 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 and then some older guy was like just let them go just let them go and they just let me go and i i was just like oh my gosh that was crazy i don't think i I ever want to buy weed in a country ever again excluding amsterdam or south africa or or it's legalized you know so yeah yeah So that, that's something I don't recommend people to do when you travel. Like, don't, don't, don't break local laws. Like, just don't do that. Yeah, and 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 know that you know, with the immigration wherever you go, even in uh, Mexico, I know um, a YouTuber in Mexico, and they think he's Haitian just because of the influx of Haitians that have come over. So you, you got to be on your P's and Q's so you don't end up locked up like Akon because they may not let you out until they find out, you know, okay, you are an American. Now, speaking about the American thing, when you're in Africa or if you're in Europe or wherever, do people, you know, sometimes think that, hey, you're an, you're an African maybe pretending to be an American. Have you ever gotten that? So I, I I get it all the time because like right now I got some African pants on, but I'm also walking with a gold chain on and I got a Gucci bag. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of hard to really tell. And I got dreadlocks. So it's, it's kind of hard to tell. Now, when I was in Dubai, oh my gosh, they stopped me and questioned me like crazy. They said, so do you have drugs? And I said, no. So do you have illegal drugs? No. And then the guy got really aggressive and, and, and he said, 
do you have marijuana? I know you have marijuana. Do you have marijuana? And I said, no, I don't have marijuana. Have you ever done marijuana in your life? And then some other guy walked up and said, are you a YouTuber? And I'm not stupid. Like, come on, when I went, when I went through, when I got my passport stamp, they probably looked at me and said, okay, let's Google this guy. Let's see who he is. They probably saw I had a YouTube channel. And then they went through my backpack. They, they you know, went through all my, pulled out everything, you know, every single thing. Like, went through the battery and the camera. You know, they, of course, they didn't find anything because I'm not stupid. You know, if you get caught with a, a marijuana seed in your backpack, you can go to jail in Dubai for four years, you know. So, <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't stupid enough to make that mistake. But in, like, Western Europe, I you know, Eastern Europe, I don't exactly know what they i don't exactly know if they think i'm african or what because i don't see many black people here and as i said that the black guy just walked right by me but <laughs> um I, I don't i don't really see many black people here and i know here in romania i'm i'm getting weird looks i don't know if people are giving me weird looks because they like my style because a couple people have stopped me on the street and said i like your style you know in broken english so yeah. i don't know if they they're looking at me because they like my style or if they're checking me out or if they think like, where is this guy from? So I, I'm scratching my head, but in Eastern Europe, no, as soon as they hear me talk, things, they, they, they know what's up. They know, oh yeah, this, this, this guy's probably from, you know, it's probably from the US or, or California or something. So yeah, that's kind of how, that, that's kind of what I think. But I, like, once again, you, I don't, you don't necessarily know what, what people are thinking, you can only, think what they're thinking, you know, or guess what they're thinking or imagine what they're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but a lot of times, you know, you can get that vibe and, and if you have, you know, good discernment, you can tell like, okay, I can kind of guess I'm welcomed here or I'm not. And there's an artist by the name of Fuse. Um, and he did a song with Damian Marley and he talks about, he's like, I'm a human being in Africa, but a black man in America an African in England. And to me, it's like, okay, I'm all those things, but there's something that comes with that in these places. Now, in England, I feel like I'm just an American because once you open your mouth, you know, people are like, oh, just an American. And and you have to be kind of privileged to be there, um, you know, in England or in Africa. So they, they give us some, some good vibes, I feel. Um, as I tell people, as long as you didn't go, somewhere as a missionary or military um you probably were welcome but i i find that people who go as missionary and military and i'm not you know nagging them but they just have a different they saw a country that i saw at the same time in a different way and it's probably because they thought they were saving somebody and i was just probably enjoying life and you know maybe doing some business but um you know, it's a different vibe, I find. Um, people always ask you when you travel a lot, oh, are you, I'm sure you get this. Were you in the military or were you, you know, was it a church? No, I just went because I wanted to go. Have, have you got that from people? Well, just the other day, some guy asked me, he walked up to me when I was in Madova. Oh my gosh, when I was in Madova, a lot of people came up to me, like a lot. Like I was very surprised. One guy asked me in broken English, you from Nigeria? I said, no, 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 not, no, 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 Nigeria. Ghana? No, no, no. Kenya? No. Where are you from? I said, I live in California. And he says, oh, are you with the FBI? And I said, no, the FBI wouldn't hire someone like me. 
So he thought I was with the FBI and the FBI wouldn't be over there. It would be like maybe the Secret Service or something, you know? <laughs> I've I've gotten that. Um, I even get that in Seattle because we've moved around so much and that my business and we're so connected wherever we go, people have asked, like, we didn't really trust you. We thought you might have been a, a agent. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I have taken all the tests. I probably won't pass the FBI test. Um, you know, <clears throat> they've called me back, but I probably went past the deep, deep test. And I said, I'd be more CIA than FBI anyway. So don't, you have nothing to worry about, you know, until you have something to worry about. But um, that's, that's, that's crazy, you know, and, and, and crazy stories. And I'm definitely um, going to be reaching back to you because I would like you at least come on one and I could think of another client who's a traveler too and and everyone connect because I think there is straight when we have like unity and we all know where to get that bag and uh, who we can call on because life as an entrepreneur can be lonely and you know um, we, we need these connections so we know where that bag is but I have a question that we like to end with on this program and we would like to know what is your community give back that you're doing right now or that you plan to do in the future my community give back what it what it typically is is it's, it's very unspoken um it's things that i don't really talk about so it, it's um i was gonna make a video talking about this but then i thought let's just not you know when i was in africa i definitely gave quite a bit of money away you know because i see my people struggling and you know when you give somebody on the street in south africa when you give them 20 dollars, you know when, when you talk to someone for five minutes and, and they, they tell their story and they're, they're they they stop they ask you for money right because they, they they tell that you're not from there and instead of just you know giving them you know 50 rand or 20 rand, 20 rand is like a dollar fifty. Instead of giving them 20 rand, what I'll do is just talk to them for a minute and just listen to them, listen to their story. And then just 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 give them something like give give them like $20 or $30, okay? And the look on their face is like is is like is like it's undescribable because $20 to them is a lot of money. <laughs> It's a lot of money. So that's that's sort of the ways I give back. There is something else I want to do in San Francisco. Um, it's I kind of stole this idea from Mr. Beast, but I want to take $300 and I want to give it to homeless people in San Francisco. Or like, I just go skateboard. I give $100 to a random homeless person. I give another $100 to another random homeless person. I want to do stuff like that in San Francisco. Um, so that's pretty much how I give back. Um, I do volunteer every once in a while, but I feel that the volunteer work I do is not is great because I usually volunteer at hostels. And when, like, when you volunteer at a hostel, they usually give you a free meal or they give you a free place to stay. So I don't really look at that as volunteering. I look at that as working because you're trading back. But the ways that I want to give back is um, I just want to just give people money, people who are just down and out, just because people have given me money to continue my travels because every now and then i will have like i was really big into bitcoin about a year ago and someone straight up gave me two thousand dollars like randomly one day straight up like two thousand dollars and 
I, I didn't even know. I didn't know who. I didn't know who gave me the money, but and, and it wasn't just two thousand dollars. I think one day someone gave me like a thousand dollars in Bitcoin. Um, I, I I receive a lot of random cryptocurrency, and one way I like to give back is just the same way that people have given to me. Just just give it right back to them. So that's pretty much how I plan on giving back. Just just give back money, basically. Okay. Okay. Well, now that that's great, and and we can continue this another day. We've given folks so much game in this hour, and I'm like I said, we're I'm gonna send you over some some more information, and we're gonna keep the conversation going offline. But folks, if you like this, like it, share, ask questions. You can send in your audio questions. You can email, text. Let them know where they can find you online if they want to connect and ask you questions directly. So you can always follow me on YouTube. My channel is um, Jermaine Ellis. Or if you don't want to remember Jermaine Ellis, you can just type in 901 Cali, C-A-L-I. It's short for California. You can find me on YouTube. I I post videos just about every day. I believe for the past 20 days, I've posted a video every day. So that's where you can find me. You can also find me on Instagram. It's 901 Cali. I'm not as active on Instagram, but if you want to DM me, I always send video messages back. And if you want to send a video message back, who knows? Maybe we can get into a whole video message game. So you can find me on Instagram as well. Awesome. Awesome, man. I thank you for coming on. Safe travels. Blessings. Um, I'm, I'm Stay tuned in and see where you're going and learn something about places we haven't been yet. Jermaine, it has been a pleasure. Holler at me offline. We'll, we'll definitely talk, brother. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for inviting me. Thanks for having me on, on the air. Thank you. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgame.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and or like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifiedgame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.